0: Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the
1: former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers.
0: Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 89th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players. Of our great club, we're going back into the 80s for a left back, Darren Wright. One appearance for the Wolves in uh, the 85 86 season at 17 years of age, Plymouth away. We're going to talk all about it now. Darren, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, thank you for inviting me on. Um, it's been
0: a while since I spoke about playing at Plymouth away in 1985. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you. Hey, Darren, you're more than welcome. And I love stories like this because I had Joe Jackson on the podcast and, and Joe was one who actually made his one solitary appearance for the Wolves in that same season against Notts County away. Now, um, obviously I can detect a Midlands accent, but you, I believe, was born in West Brom, so I hope you're not going to give me any bad news here. <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I was
1: born in... Uh, Sandwell Hospital. So, um, you know, uh, there was never any allegiance to the baggies. Believe me, <laughs> I was I was a Wolves fan from the day I was born. Oh. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I supported the club uh, before I was a player. Uh, used to go regularly with my dad.
0: Studying the South Bank, yeah. Um, you know, so I was I was a fan, mate, before I was a player. Oh, I mean, listen, that's amazing. And you know, you say you're a fan. These are the stories I love, where you know you're standing on the terraces. Next thing you know, you're on the pitch. I mean, but you did, I believe, uh, as part of uh, being a supporter. 1980 League Cup Final at Wembley, you was there, weren't you? Down cheering them on.
1: Yeah, I certainly was. Um, I was right behind the goal when Andy Gray slipped and scored. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Yep, I was there for that game, you know, amongst others that were important at the time. But, um, you know, um, it was a fantastic experience for me because uh, I hadn't really been to massive games. Um, Obviously, you know, the trophy cupboard was a bit bare back then. Um, But obviously the the team was fantastic. Yeah. And certain people like, you know, Melives and people like that I still speak to. Yeah. So, you know, it's... uh, it, it, it was it was an amazing time for me to to, to go and watch that from sort of 1977 when i went to the open day um yes. and, and first sort of met the players as such because because you could then yeah um you know and it was up it was up behind the south bank if i remember and the only monster was there and everything like that yeah um and it was it was it was just brilliant you know you've got the the plans for the new stadium that was going to be that never happened. Um, back then, <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, and um, you know it was a, it, it it was a brilliant meeting them kind of players. And lo and behold, a few years later, people like Jeff Palmer, you know. Yeah. And lo, lo and behold, a few years later, I'm actually sort of playing in the you know the same sort of team as them.
0: I. I mean, um, when, and, go, go on. So all I was going to say was Darren, when you are on the South Bank watching. I mean, realistically, did you think, you know, growing up, obviously it's a dream, but, but, you know, did you really think that that, that dream had come true? I, d- I don't think you you
1: think it's ever going to happen, to be honest with you. But, you know, I mean, obviously, I start, started playing serious football at about sort of 12, 13. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was like that back then. It's not like it is now with the academies that kind of get older kids at seven and eight, you know. Yes. Um, but it's... Um, you know, I, I sort of had a few scouts watching me, you know, and people was being interested. But well, a fact I had quite a few teams sort of come for me at, at, at sort of fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. But there was only one it was only ever gonna be wolves for me because my heart ruled my head, sort of thing. Of and um, you know, it was a it was a, there was other you know, baggies
0: come, Nottingham Forest came, you know what I mean, and but it was only ever going to be Wolves. I mean, to be honest, Nottingham Forest must have had a huge scouting network in the Midlands because speaking to players like John Purdy, yeah. um, Mickey yeah. Holmes, um, you know, uh, they, 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 they must have had a good network because they, they were spotting players really from all over. And I know they, they spot many players who actually came on to play for Wolves and many players from the area. But once Wolves are yeah. interested for you, it's an absolute no-brainer, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right, you're quite right. You know, they had um, a feeder club up in Dudley called Teddy Valley and they they had a lot of players come from there, Russell, you know, he was one of them. I think yes. that was from from that way. Um, and also, uh, obviously, Russell Turley, who, uh, yeah. who played for Wolves, you know, um, he was at Nottingham Forest when he was a kid picked up from the same sort of um, team that I, I was playing for, you know, so the scouts were there. Um, but but so was the so was the Albion so was the Villa so was Wolves you know so it was it was you know and you pa- you played for uh the the better clubs if you like yes. um, I mean I started off uh, playing for just a normal sunday league team but then all of a sudden you know you get better and you play for the better sunday league teams or the the more established I should say yes uh, like in West Brom there was Buffalo you know yes, Buffalo um, boys yeah and 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 eventually I um, I actually went to play for Winsfield, yeah. uh, which was really like a feeder team to Wolves because Tom was playing for them. Yeah, Iggy Clark was playing for them. Um, you know, Salvatore Vicanti who was in the played a few games in the youth team. You know, David Trend who played a few games in the youth Honourable team. Uh, we, we were, yeah, we were all in the same um, Sunday League team. Yes, which was Winsfield. You know, and okay. it, it felt like. A feeder team to wolves, to be honest with you.
0: And and how was it? You know, uh, uh, what what stage was it when you actually uh, got spotted by wolves and you, you you heard of the interest and joined the club? Well, I actually went for um, a trial at Castlecroft. Um So, you know, I sort of I've been invited
1: a few times to give for this trial, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and see what happens. Uh, so it was basically just you know an open ended game where lads come on and went off, you know, yeah. and it was just. People sitting in the stand watching you play. Uh, John Jarman was obviously one of the scouts there. Yes. And um, and obviously Frank Upton. Yeah. You know, Franklin, and, um, yeah. Frank, Frank um, liked me as a player, I think, from from watching me, you know, play for play in that game. Yeah. But then changed my position because I was always uh, like midfield at front. But then he said he wanted to see me play in defence. Right. Uh, and sort of uh, yeah, and sort of, you know, you just go with what they say, don't you? Because it's your dream to play yeah. wherever they want you to. Oh,
0: um, you so, play anywhere, wouldn't you? you know, yeah, absolutely. And
1: um, you know, I mean, to be honest, my first sort of um, when I was on schoolboy forms and um, first year apprentice, I played centre off because I was quite big for my age, you know. Right. So I played like centre back uh, when I first went to the club, and uh, it was only when I started playing in the central league, you know, in the, the old reserves league. Uh, that are sort of converted to a fullback, like um, right, playing right, both
0: right and left. I mean, Darren, that's what I find amazing because now, if if Wolves scouting network, if they get a young strike, for example, or a young defender, you know, they won't be switching positions. They'll they'll nurture them and work on that position. Um, and with yeah. yourself, obviously, Wolves. I don't know if it's foresight or you know luck, judgment, however you want to see it. That that they moved your position, um, but 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 clearly it worked. I mean, for you, was it a bit? I mean, you know, as a striker or a forward player, is it almost a little bit disappointing that they want to put you at the back, or are you just thinking, listen, if this is a route to play for the Wolves, I'll just do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was just the route to play for them. Yes. Um, you know, I, I would have I would have played in goal for the club. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely. You know, it's just like that. It's in your blood, in it. So yeah. to just literally pull the shirt on, you know, it was it was an amazing feeling. So I would have played anywhere for them, but um, but sort of like I think what it was because of playing up front, I almost anticipated where the run, runs were going to come yes, from yes. for the forwards. So I was always. Half a yard ahead of him uh and even though I weren't lightning quick, I don't think I was slow, but I weren't lightning quick. I kind of a bit like you know Connor Cody does at the moment, he reads the game really well, yes you know, and he talks a lot, and he's very sort of organized uh and that comes with just having it up in your head, you know yes. and I think I think Frank saw that in me um and um because I was half a yard ahead of the forward all the time, I never really. Never got beat for pace over the top or anything like that, and you know Frank liked you yeah, to be physical. That's what the game was about back then, and I, you know I never shyed a challenge. So um, it was part of my my game that was,
0: and um, I think he liked that as well. So, you so, know, so at, that's, that's came about. at the end of, of your, your trial, um, did did he basically say, "Listen, I'm interested. I want you to come again. I want you to sign." out How did that come about?
1: Yeah, so um, literally in the dressing room after you get called back for, to, to play in another game um, and then eventually, you know, you get offered to sign schoolboy forms, which is yes. what happened with me, you know, and uh, then you're associated with a club uh, and um, back then you could still play, you know, your sort of school football, your yes. county football, your re- regional, I mean, I was playing for like, Tipton Town, you know, which was, because I, I was from Great Bridge in Tipton, so I was playing for that area, also the county, you Know and yeah. um, you know, as you get old it went up to sort of West Bromwich area di- district. For you know, that was the area that I had to play for, but um, you know, it, it was just the thing that you did, and you could do all of that and still play for the club, yes. Well, that's obviously nowadays, oh, you're a little, yeah, you're, you're, you know, kids can't do that anymore. Y- you're you know? signed by and the and club honest, now. I, Go on, yeah, through. and to be honest, I, I don't think it's a bad thing because um, you know, obviously. It does tell on your body when you play hundred games a season for various clubs, you know, at does. sort of fourteen and fifteen. It does. It does tell on you, but it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because yes, you know, you want, you want to play to get better, and the only way you play is practice and training and whatever else, you know. And it, it, it's one of them. You know, it was the only uh, back then. It was the only way we could um, play our football and, yes. and and get
0: spotted, you know, and get better. So a little birdie tells me. As a a 15-year-old, Darren, you called out of a physics lesson uh, to play for the reserves for Wolves. Um, You actually at school, you called out a lesson, you summons to Wolves, and as a 15-year-old, you're marking uh, another another Wolves legend, Bobby Gould. I mean, 15 years of age, I mean, that is just huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I when it when it first I I thought I was in trouble, because the, the only time you get called to the front of the class is if you're in a bit of trouble in it with the, yeah. uh, but it was the headmaster who came in the actual physics class, called the physics teacher over, um, asked to speak to me and I was like, Oh what have I done? Here we go. <laughs> you know <laughs> But um luckily for me I weren't a bad lad at school, I was pretty well behaved so you know, I thought, Well, oh, what could it be? And then went up to the front and he says, Look, we've had a phone call, you've got to get yourself off to molyneux.' Uh, you're playing in the reserves tonight um, against Coventry, um, so there I went off to the off to the ground. Caught the train from uh, Dudleyport Station. Dudleyport. Port, as I did. Yeah, um, walked up to the yeah walked up to the station. Caught the train. Went to the ground, uh, and there was you know playing against Bobby Gould. Yeah, 15 years of, of age. Mm. Not expecting that at all because you know you played in the intermediates on a Saturday. Yes. It's what like the youth team. You know what I mean. And uh, that was the league that we played in and then maybe occasionally midweek you'd have a game against it we used to play in the middle and league so we'd play against non-league teams you know like Bilston town Dudley town teams like that yes um you know and physical as it was um obviously the standard of football was not great so we tended to win them quite a bit them games yeah uh, but to step up to the reserves obviously there's a there's the physicality of it um, but also the pace of the game as well, okay. and uh, you know you, you don't expect that to happen. But you know, fortunately for me, it did, and you know, I think I think I did well that day. So yeah, I, mean, I, I don't you, think it made any great mistakes, and I think the game went really well.
0: I mean, it must be such a big step up, like you said, 15 years of age. You know, you're marking the great Bobby Gould, and I'm sure there was other big yeah. names on the pitch at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was literally less than two years later, you got your chance. For the first team Just before though I believe You get in you, you, That game against Plymouth Which we're going to talk about Um You was nearly uh, Sub a couple of weeks Before I believe Yeah yeah, Correct Again you know This is how um,
1: <laughs> Sort of Strange the club was Back then And um, How sort of Resources were quite limited I played For the youth team On the Saturday morning Yeah um, And we always used to You know Because I, I was an apprentice then So um if the first team was at home, you always played the game in the morning, then got went back to the ground, sort of got the jobs done because we we all had to do jobs back then, you know, whether it was preparing the kit or the boots or whatever it was, um, you know, it, it was something you had to do. So we always used to watch the first team play, and um, so we we get back to the ground. And we always used to pop down to the goalpost pub for a bit of lunch yes. before <laughs> before, we, uh, before we had to do our jobs and that. So I'm down the goalpost. It wasn't a liquid
0: lunch, uh, was it, Darren?
1: No, he wasn't. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so I'm down the goalpost, and uh, we're having a, a sandwich in that. Next minute, um, the youth, um, the youth manager at the time was a, a guy called Greg Fellows. I know Greg. Yeah, we've Greg. had him on uh, Greg yeah. Fellows. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Greg had uh, had come down to the goalpost. I said, um, "Daz, you need to get you need to get back up to the ground." He said, how, "How are you feeling? How's your legs?" I said, "Well, just play. I've played Greg, you know, so I'm a big tired." And he said, to, "He says, well." I think he might be sub he says do you remember Mike Cody um, yes he'd bound in sick and said that he couldn't make it he'd got a stomach bug or something like that um, so he says look the gaffer's changed the team around a bit but you're going to be on the bench and I was like oh, he said but he'll try not to put you on so you can imagine this is the first team and you know I've played in the morning and now I've got to go and sit on the
0: bench and I bet I'm you absolutely hammered that sandwich down didn't you <laughs>
1: Oh, you know what? I didn't I don't think I finished it, I put it down, I was like, right, okay, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah,
0: let's
1: go. So yeah, straight back up to the ground. Um sitting in the changing rooms and eventually Mike Cody turned turned up and said he was all right to be sub. So he he was sub
0: and I think the gaffer changed it around a little bit. Uh but yeah, you know I mean absolutely mad. From your point of view, Darren, when Mike Cody does walk in the dressing room, because, you know, it's one of them where you probably haven't even got time to get nervous, it's excitement. And then when, yeah. when Mike Cody walks in the dressing room, I bet your heart sank a little bit, didn't it?
1: did, yeah. I was a bit gutted, to be honest
0: with you. Of <laughs> even though,
1: you know, whether I'd have been right if I'd have come on, I don't know. You know, I mean, I was a bit tired because we played 90 minutes already. Yes. Um well, you know what, adrenaline would have kicked in, wouldn't it, you know, and things like that. And I'd have been, I'd have probably got through it, you know what I mean? But oh, um, without a whether, doubt. Whether yeah, whether I'd done myself any justice, I don't know. You know,
0: but, <laughs> but um, listen, it never happened, so, yeah. You know. well, well, listen, Darren, it actually did happen. And it happened yeah. on the 21st of September, 1985. Listen, you can remember this better than I can. Plymouth away, yep. I believe it was at the old home park. 5,241 people in attendance yep. to see this momentous day. You're 17 years of age at that point. And listen, I'll be honest with you, Darren. At 17, mate, I didn't know my left and right. So, yep. you, you know, you're literally there. First team at Wolves. Yep. Bill McGarry's the manager. At the time, yep. it, it, you know, it's a different club to to what it is now. Wolves, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Wolves were in free fall. It was uh, yep. effectively our... Third successive relegation season. Listen, for you as a 17-year-old, you're not thinking that. How did you hear about um, the call-up, Darren? And, you know, just talk us through the game and and, and how it went. So, um, yeah, previous to um, the game, we played in midweek, against again, against Coventry at Eiffield Road. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I was playing um, left-back and marking Dave Bennett, yes they uh, so he, he, was a, he was a really good player for them and obviously experienced pro you know yes and I'd, I'd, I'd had a really good game against him um, and then there's like whispers in the dressing room the gaffer wants to uh, work with you and I thought oh, yeah, what's he going to say to me <laughs> anyway he's, he's come over and he's gone You're done really, this is Bill McGarrett he says you've done really well tonight he said um, I want you to come with the first team and of course you know back then to travel with the first team wasn't unusual yes Um occasionally you would go just to do the kit. Yeah, we like that often. You know, of, of, to have the experience of travelling with them, you know what I mean, and just being, he you, you wasn't you wasn't in the squad or anything, but it was just that experience of, of going to an away game or whatever, just travelling with the first team. Yes. So, I thought, oh, you know, great, I'll probably get there, do the kit, and whatever, look at, you know, watch the game, that'll be great, It's away at Plymouth and fine. Um. So, we got to the uh, holidaying on the on the on the Friday, and what was interesting was, funny enough, um, we've got this game uh, against Plymouth on the Saturday, which was in the league. But on the Sunday, they'd also arranged for us to play in like a testimonial game against Truro City, yeah. um, which was weird in itself because. It, it, that never happens does it you know you play you play on a Saturday with the first team and then oh, yeah. on the Sunday there's another game you know what I mean it, yeah. just, it just don't happen nowadays. days um, but anyway um, so on the Friday night we're in, we're in the holiday and we're having a bite to eat and whatever you know and I'm having a drink uh, and he says uh, just watch what you're eating and drinking he says because uh, you're playing tomorrow and that was exactly how he said it um, so I'm like really and he says yeah, yeah. He says, you're in he says, you've done really well. He says, I think you can easily cope with tomorrow's game. He said, so I'm putting you in. And straight away, I'm on the phone to my mum and dad. You know what I mean? So no. It's it's everything that you would expect. You know, I'm, you just, I'm, I was elated, I was excited, nervous, you know. But I'm on the phone to my mum and dad. I'm, I'm I'm playing tomorrow. Can you believe it? I'm in, I'm in the team. And that was it, you know.
0: I mean, Darren, this was before the days of mobile phones because now you'd be texting people, yep. ringing people. Yep. I bet you were no. running out of 10 pence pieces, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just went to the uh, the
1: free phone in the room.
0: And who did your mum and dad support, Darren?
1: Yeah, Wolves. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, see, so yeah, it's yeah, Wolves in wolves.
0: the family. So their son yeah. is... I mean, listen, they're proud as punch the fact that, that you're even at the club. Um, And you know what? The, listen, there's a lot of players who've who've passed through the doors of, of Molyneux, who, who, you know, have played in the reserves, played in youth teams, played in academies that have never got near the first team. And Darren, you did that day. And that is, you know, that is a real monumentous achievement in as much as, listen, as a Wolves fan, you can say I've played for the Wolves. And it doesn't matter if it's one minute, one second, you know, you, you, you can say you've done it. That particular game, we lost 3-1. Uh, I believe it was Neil edwards that scored in the team there's Andy King Danny Craney yeah. Nicky Clark uh, yeah. Paul Doherty Pee Wee we've had on the podcast the lady yeah. and Cartwright yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I bet you're literally pinching yourself and, and you know yeah. listen Bill McGarry as well you know he, he'd yeah. won the league cup with him in 74 um, yeah. and then and then he's exactly. picking you for a match and I, I bet you are literally pinching yourself aren't you yeah well
1: he's one of them you can't believe it you know you're thinking oh you know well everything's going through your head because you're thinking oh you know, one of my mates going to think, you know what I mean, and all, the, all that because obviously half my mates at school were Wolves fans, some, oh, yeah. of, some of them fans obviously, but you know, living in Tipton, it's half and half, is it? It's half Wolves, yes. half West Brom, you know what I mean? It's um, so I was thinking all of that, you know, and uh, are any going to be here watching, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. I mean, uh, uh, part of me th- wished it would have been at Molyneux, you know, I would have loved that if it had yeah. been at Molyneux home game um, because there'd have been even more supporters and perhaps a few more. Uh, friends and family could have come and watched but it was still an absolute dream it's like Roy of the Roe, for stuff, and you know, it, it
0: stuff you don't expect it I had this exact chat with Joe Jackson and he played in the game that season it was just um, I believe it was only a couple of months later in the season he, he played at Notts County yeah. when lost 4-0 and yeah. also, uh, listen you've played for the club you've got the shirt if it was me Darren I'd still be wearing the shirt around town now I tell you um, but, yeah. but 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 for example like you and Joe it, yes you is it a little bit of a, you think, I, I do wish it was at the mall I'm not taking anything away from this, by the way, but, it, you know, is yeah. it part of you thinking, you know, I wished it was at the Molineux? Yeah, I'll, absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, I, I to be honest, when I played the game, the reason I played, I think, was because Ricky Herbert was injured. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he'd actually got fit for the next game, which was at Molineux, and... Um, so I weren't involved in that, but, but fair play to the gaffer. You know, he made me he sat me by him. You know, normally, obviously, when you when you when you're not involved with the team or whatever, you're yes. just sitting in the stand with the lads. You know, the pros that are not playing or the, the apprentices or whatever. Yes. Um, but but the, but the manager Bill McGarry, he wanted me to sit next to him, and he was talking me through everything that was going on. Yes. You know, and he was saying, "Look, you're part of this team now, and I want you to feel part of it." And this is. Why I want you to sit by me and watch what's going on, and I'll and I'll talk you through it. So even though I weren't involved in the next game, um, you know, a you know the training session after it at yes. Castlecroft, which obviously where we used to train. The training session after it, I remember he he um, he told off a lot of the senior players for not looking after me better in 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 the Plymouth game. Right. You know, like Alan Ainscoe and people like that. Yeah, and you know people who played more. More in the first team, Tommy Langley. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, "You know, you lot ought to be ashamed of yourself because he's 17 years old." I mean, 17. Not one of yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, not one of you has looked after him in that game. You know, and you know it was it was a tough game to to, to play in because obviously they had a winger called Gary Nelson. I was playing right. Back yeah, Gary Nelson. And he, and he, was, he ended yeah, up at Charlton, I believe. Yeah, yep. and he was quite experienced at the time, you know, and of course, you know, I'd been used to youth team football, reserve team football, and like like any fallback back then, the first thing you do is you stick one on, on the winger, because yeah. that's what he did, you know, back yeah, then yeah, yeah. you could get away with a few more things, and you let him know you're there, yeah. and at 17, it didn't deter me from the fact that I'm. Just, he's on the pitch, same pitch as me, and I'm... You know, I'm, I'm a black country lad. I'm going to let him know I'm there. Yeah. So I did. And, and, you, <laughs> and know I I books, you know what? I got booked. You know. Oh, debut, you got
0: booked? But... Oh, yeah, yeah. I got booked. I got booked on my debut, yeah. Flipping Well, no Karen, it must have been an absolutely horror tackle because he, back in the 80s, you could tackle Flipping Neck. and not get a book into so you. You must have smashed him.
1: Uh, I, I think he probably was. I think Frank Upson would have been well proud of me for that one. <laughs> uh, on <laughs> because his. Uh, that's what he instilled in us. You know, he said, when you're on that pitch he says you're as good as any other player on that pitch and let him know you're there and if the winger has got wings clip them
0: and, and, <laughs> but, and, and can you can you look back I mean that game was 35 years ago now can you look back on that game and remember most of your touches and can you remember the feeling and can you remember um, what happened in the game yeah I, mean, I can,
1: yeah I mean I can remember certain things in the game you know I can remember Tim Flowers uh, playing ever so well you know yeah. I think probably if it weren't for him it might have been even more um not, not because as a back four we played poorly. Um, I think it was just, you know, sort of in front of us, the, the, the flow of attacks were just continually coming, you know. Um, so, you know, you could blame, you know, you know obviously nowadays, every team's defending from the front, isn't it? You know, yes. people play out in the back, so you defend from the front. It weren't like that then was it? Because keepers just just smash the ball down down the pitch and yeah. look for the first and second first and second balls. When it win the first and second balls, that's what it was about back then. You know, and um so we didn't do enough of that, you know. And uh, yeah, I can remember some of the touch I remember, you know, getting forward a few times and, you know, knocking a few good balls into pee Wee things like that. But um you know, it's it, it was it was so long ago, you know, you kind of forget butn't you what what, the, the, the You know the whole ninety minutes, but I just loved it. I loved the I loved running out on the pitch, yeah, and clapping the fans that were there. I mean, and just thinking that was me like two years ago, you know. It's so. it,
0: it, it, it's 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 things like that, isn't it? It's you know, it's not just about the football. It's the whole experience. It's seeing the walls fans. Yeah. It's it's knowing that you yeah. were one of them. And I suppose yeah. what is quite nice about that time at the club um and that era, I believe it was only one sub. uh in those seasons yeah. I believe it changed to yeah. two subs a couple of seasons after or maybe the following season yeah. so because there was one sub if you did start the likelihood was you was going to finish the game whereas now there's yeah. five subs yeah. so it, and at that time like I said Wolves did look at giving the youth team a chance and maybe because if you don't mind me saying Darren because there was financial problems at the club it was, it was clearly oh, yeah. a cheaper yeah. option but it was a good opportunity for young yeah. players young local players yeah. to get an opportunity to live the dream Absolutely. You know, I mean I, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I'd have them
1: experiences through coming through the you know, the youth team at Wolves and yes. playing in the reserve division and then playing in the first team, I doubt I would have played my hundred and odd league game for Wrexham. Yes. Because you know, you go to uh, a club like Wrexham who are an established fourth division site whereas Wolves weren't, you know, and it's almost like you're already um an ad- advanced kind of player for the, for the age that you are yes. because of the, of the background that you've come from so you know an apprentice playing in the reserves would be probably as good as a pro who's played three you know probably probably three or four years at, at Wrexham because you've had that experience already playing at a higher level yes. you know when a, a club like Wrexham didn't have the central league to play in for their kids didn't have like you know a support network like Wolves had, yeah. So, you know, when I went there, the step up to um, being a pro and playing in the in the first team for them, you know, it weren't it weren't that difficult uh, yeah. physically, maybe, and uh, you know, and fitness was maybe and a bit of strength and you know, but as regards the actual technical side of the game, no, you know, you uh, know it, it wasn't that difficult really. Um,
0: um, what was the club? Well, you know, it's well documented what the club was like back then. But from your point of view, yes, you've got this opportunity. Um the, the you know, you've you've watched Wolves at Wembley literally five years earlier. Yeah. Now Molyneux isn't the Molyneux it was, the crowds had dropped, um, it was yeah. a decaying stadium, there was financial problems, well documented, yeah. and, and I believe the PFA were involved in paying wages. Um yeah. it must yeah. have been a real real difficult time at the Club Really, especially yeah. as you've watched them at Wembley just a few years before.
1: Yeah, you know what? It was it was it was sad to see, really, because um, you know, don't get me wrong, I would have played for nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like we virtually did, to be fair. <laughs> I was going to say. You know, <laughs> could not have been much? To... Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, but, but um, you know, they, they played what they could, didn't they? And that was yeah, and course. that was what it was back then. But I would have played for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was because it, it was wolves. Uh, you know, like you've said, mentioned previously. Who wouldn't, you know, sort of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, want to yeah. play for the club that we who they're supported? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, w- I would have played for nothing. Darren, but, yeah, it was, it I, was I, really sad. I know? was just
0: gonna say, I'm not just saying this, and these are the stories I love. Yes, I I enjoy interviewing players who've played two, three hundred games for the club, but when it's when it's one game, to me, that's even that's even more special. And listen, I'd give an organ to play for the Wolves. Yeah. Um, I don't know Absolutely. which one. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have to think about it, but. When, yeah. <laughs> when you played that one solitary game, is it, does it? When you look back on it now, does it make it even more special that you you played one game? Yes, I'm sure you wanted to play more, but if you play five and ten, would it have? You know what I'm trying to say is because it was this game, it must have. You can look back on it now, and it makes it, I suppose, even more special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's really hard, hard to explain, you know, because. The feeling of playing for your hometown club yeah. or the club that is okay you know i didn't grow up in wolverhampton but it's a black country club you know and um to, to play to play for them, is it's just you can't really explain it it's unbelievable it's an unbelievable feeling um and um you know it, it's it's such as it's 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 our club it's my club yeah wolves is my club when i played for other clubs i still look for wolves as well. when i played against wolves you know, it was it was hard for me because yeah. you know it was it was difficult for me because I love the club. You yeah. know, and and the players I was playing against, like I say, when I was at Wrexham and Wolves were down in the fourth. Um, you know, when I'm playing against them lads, they'd been my teammates, or you know, they were at the club when I was there. So, you know what so I mean? You'd so you've been it, playing it, against the Wolves well, when
0: obviously Bully was playing, and would would you have been a centre half for Wrexham at the time? Mm-hmm no I was was left back Uh, Joey Jones Joey Jones was centre back and Mike Williams yes
1: um, so I played full back um, against Wolves uh, so I was marking like Robert Denison yeah Um, you know um, so yeah but you know Robert was a good player and uh, even though you know it was hard for me because I I was a Wolves supporter yeah when you're on the pitch you're professional and you you want you know you, you want to win you want to sort of Beat him, but bully. You know, bully never scored against Wrexham, which is he scored against most clubs in the fourth
0: division. Yeah, but funny enough, yeah, scored against See, yeah, he must have been you and Joey Jones at the back. And what what I was going to exactly. say was Darren. <laughs> what what I was going to say was when you'd played that game against Plymouth. Uh, I suppose yeah. when you come off the pitch, you, you're nine feet high, um, and, and almost is the part of you which thinks right. I'm going to be at Walls for the next ten years. I'm going to be in the team next week you know absolutely is, yeah. was that where your mind's taking you almost yeah
1: absolutely that's what you think you yeah. know straight away it's not like you've got the attitude that you think you've made it because you know of there's course. a lot of hard work still to you know you're 17 years old you've still got what well, do you think you've got like you know the next 15 years at the club or whatever yes but um, you know football has a funny way of kicking you in the teeth doesn't it you know what I mean you've seen it I've seen it so many times as a fan uh, and as a player but um but, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, so, yeah, in my head, I'll, you know, I've got, you know, the next 10 years at the club, maybe. You know, and we can get through these tough times. Yeah. And see, see the bro- see the brighter well, times for me.
0: Yeah, and, and you I know, suppose um, you, you're almost thinking, listen, it might be me at Wembley in, in X yeah, amount of years' time absolutely. lifting the League Cup. Yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah. So, well, the Sherpa Van the Sherpa- the Sherpa- the Trophy was not far around the corner. Of course. You know what I mean? It
1: was like, you know, it was, what, five years away, four years away? Well,
0: yeah, so the fortunes yeah. began to, to change almost very quickly when, when obviously Graham Turner come in. So after yeah. after that yeah. game, um, Darren, you know, you was there, you was a, a professional at the club for a season. Was, it, was yeah. it, you know, difficult to leave the club in terms of it's your boyhood yeah. club? Is the the professional football dream really. is then starting, but is it almost like that particular dream is over?
1: Yeah, because, um, well, I, I remember having a conversation, funnily enough, with Greg Fellows, and I, I, he was just, just, when we were coming back from training one day, and he was saying about, oh, you know, what, what do you what, what do you want to achieve? And I said, look, you know, if I don't play for Wolves, then I, I'm giving up. I'm going to give the game up. I don't want to really? play football. Yeah, and I remember having that conversation with him, because, you know, I loved it. I loved the club. I still love the club. You yes. know, I've always loved the club, from a supporter to a player, but um, you, you so i had that conversation with Greg, um, and you just think that well, that ain't gonna happen anyway because I've played the first team now, so yeah, I'm gonna be here, you know. But then, like, like I've just mentioned before, it has a fun way of kicking you in the teeth because circumstances um change things, you know, yeah. there's no money at the club, yeah, a lot of the young players got released. And had to go and find other clubs, yeah and and the more experienced players came in to to put some stability there, which is understandable, you know you get you, if you've got seventeen year olds eighteen year olds trying to keep the club, yeah, we kept the club going, but the results weren't great, you know what I mean, so but listen, Darren, business, it, it,
0: you know you I know. spoke to many players in that area it was a difficult time for you guys, you know effectively you are you are thrown to the walls, you are in the firing line, you know the the finances weren't great. The facilities, you know, at the club w- weren't great, yeah. uh, uh, and it was yeah. tough for anyone involved. Um, and, and yes. how did the move to Wrexham come about? Because you know that was literally yeah. the, the end of the season, I believe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have got to the end of the season. Like Sammy's, Sammy Chapman was the manager then. Yeah. Um, we've helped from, um, Brian Little. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, got on really well. with obviously Sammy had been a youth team coach, um, so. I'd played for Sammy, I'd, I'd, he coached us, you know what I mean, so he knew me coming through the ranks, uh, and again, you know, he, he's the manager now, so he sort of like, expect, I've got half a chance you. Yeah, you know, because, he knew me, he knew me as as a, personally, because obviously, Cavan uh, and Campbell, yeah. uh, Chapman, you know, were his sons, and they played for the club, and we just, you know, they were mates, they were good mates, as well as, as colleagues, you know what yeah. I mean,
0: so, you sort of—you've got as good a chance as anyone of, of getting yeah, back into the team. Exactly. You just, you just think you've got a, a chance of, of, of a new contract
1: or whatever, you know. And obviously, when you get told that, you know, you're not, you're not wanted anymore or whatever, it, you know, the bottom falls out of your world, like sort of thing. But yeah. um, you know, it was—it was then that um, I had a phone call at home. Um, from a guy called Tony Rantz who was um, the secretary at Wrexham Football Club yeah, um, and he said that Dixie had seen me play in the reserves don't know when he didn't say when and would like to invite me up for a trial again so you know you go up there and you're on trial again thinking you've got to prove yourself yet again um, but within a week of me being there he offered me a contract a pro contract um, and George Shell was the um, physio, yeah, and his assistant major. Um, so George loved loved me because I was from the Black Country, yeah, of course, and because I'd played for Wolves. Yeah. You know, there the were the two things that was that he was about because yeah, he yeah, played for Wolves obviously in the sixties and the fifties, um, and um, and he was a, he was from Bilston, so you know he absolutely loved me, yeah, and he yeah. was saying to Dixon, absolutely so Wolves, George Shell. Yeah, and and like I like I said to you before, you know, at a, when you go there and you're 18 years old, yes. compared to the 18 year olds that they had, you know, we were like maybe 20 23 year olds. Yeah, it's almost like you, we've played at the 23 year old level of football yeah. that they You'd
0: almost mature quickly. Yeah.
1: yeah, and them lads ain't even nowhere near that. Yeah, you know, so to sign us, and he I, I signed myself and a guy called Roger Priest as well, who was who'd been at Wolves. Yeah. Um, and had, had gone to Coventry. Frank Upton had, had taken him to Coventry. And we both ended up at Wrexham. So I knew Rod really well. And uh, so it was nice, you know. And I went there um, and established myself in the first team within, you know, a season. Sean Cunnington was the left back. Yeah. Who eventually went on to play for Sunderland and West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, but he, he, like I say, he, he left. He, he sold, They sold him. And then. The gaff said to me, "Look, you know, I ain't bringing nobody. I'll see your position's yours." So that was it. I was in. I was in there, and I stayed in there till I got injured.
0: I mean, um, <laughs> you, well, I'm going to talk about that now because you played over a hundred games, uh, 100, over a hundred league games for for, for Wrexham. Obviously, yeah. a lot more competitive in cup competitions. I believe yeah. you would have been at the club when they did the mighty giant killing over Arsenal when Mickey Thomas scored that wonder free kick.
1: Um. No, I just left then. You just <laughs> left? But
0: yeah, I just
1: left. Yeah. It's, it's uh, 91, ninety one wasn't it, I believe. Was it ninety one or ninety yeah. two? I think I think it was 90, 91, 92 season. It was, yes, and yes, I, yes. I, I left in ninety. Um, so I just missed out on that. I think it was it was a season after I'd left yes. that they did that. Um but uh, you know, obviously Mickey Thomas, great friend of Joey Jones, so I've seen him all the time. He I was know, there always was some at the characters
0: club. in that flipping dressing um,
1: room. You know, uh, amongst amongst other great players, you know, Alan Kennedy came to the club while I was there. Um, he won the European Cup twice for Liverpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got players like that who who come to Ian Rush, come to the club. I mean, it was after I'd gone, but you know, it was just unbelievable—the kind of players that actually went to Wrexham. We, we, Darren Ferguson. Darren Ferguson,
0: of course, he played for him. You know, of course, know. I mean, I mean we, we, we've alluded to your injury. um there is another Wolves link here. Your your, your professional career ended at Wrexham, um, and it yeah. ended with with cruciate and cartilage damage to your knee. It was a fifty fifty challenge with a future Wolves player who was at Doncaster at the time, yeah. Mark Rankin. Yeah, Mark Rankin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, absolutely normal normal challenge every day challenge. Nothing nothing malicious about the tackle whatsoever. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe just went into it a bit awkwardly. And ended up, you know, with with damage to money that kind of really effectively ended my pro career. You know, um, you know, but you know, I had no uh, nothing bad to say about Mark Rankin. He was he was a wholehearted midfield player. And funny I enough, I you, you did know, when he
0: <laughs> ended up flipping playing for Wolves, I bet you thought flipping great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny because um, I was good friends with um, an apprentice
1: at the time at uh, Wrexham called. James Kelly, Jimmy Kelly. Know, yeah, Jimmy and Kelly he, once again who, yeah, who played but, at the
0: Wolves, Jimmy Kelly, yeah, yeah midfielder. Yeah. So he,
1: he, he went, he obviously, good, you know, he, he came to Wolves, great, great yes. signing, for, 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 well, great for him, but um, he had nowhere to stay so I, I'm friends with James Kelly and I actually got him some digs in Wolverhampton in Perton <laughs> <Okay. laughs> when, 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 when he signed for the club. Yeah, because I, I knew a few people that lived um, in Perton and that yeah, and, um, um there was um, a young lady who worked at Barclays Bank, yeah. and um, he, she'd got a room, and uh, he sort of lived there for a while. And of course, he was mates with Mark Rankin, and I actually went out a few times um, on a few nights out with him. Oh, Phoenix, you were there having
0: a beer with Mark. I mean, did he? Did he yeah. obviously knew he ended your career. Was he? Oh, was he yeah. apologetic, or I mean, was he? You know,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. he, he, you know, he was apologetic about it. But to be honest, it was. One of them tackles that could have happened with anybody. Yeah. It weren't, you know, it wasn't his fault. It were It was just one of them things, and I would never ever have held it against him. You know, I was, I was renowned for putting my foot in, so it was probably just as much my fault as his. To be honest with you, yeah. you know, I like to tackle, though so, you know, and it, if was, you go it was in an full bore and
0: and wholehearted. Um, the chances are you can end up risking, you know, obviously risking injuries like that, can't
1: you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it was anyway. I um, knew how to play the game. To be honest with you, yeah. it was it was what, I, what my old game was about. That you know, even even sort of when I started playing semi pro football and went to Cheltenham and that, you know, I, it was still about I was the ball winner for yes. Cheltenham, and that was the way. Steve Cottrell gotcha. was the manager, and he he loved me to do that for them. You know, yeah. so that was what I was
0: about, you know, getting the ball back. Now, Darren, we're going to, we're going to talk about something else. What, what happened on the pitch now? You, you just talked through that, you know, really bad injury. You've talked about the, um, the absolute, um, dream of playing for your boyhood club. Um, on the 12th of July, 2014, you're playing for the Wrexham veterans. Now I run the Wolves all-stars, so, or help run the Wolves all-stars, I should say. And so I know how, how serious the players take it. 12th of July, 2014, you're playing for Rex yeah. Veterans, and you actually suffered a heart attack on the pitch, didn't you, Darren? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So um, i sort of we've played the game. There's about 15 minutes left. Um, started to feel a bit uncomfortable in my chest area, yeah. and so I asked asked to come off the pitch. Um, so I'm sort of sitting in the dugout with Dixon McNeil, who was my old manager. Yeah. who I played for at Rex, and he actually ran the All Stars team. You know, the the vets team. Um, and um, you know, I'm sort of not feeling very well. In my, you know, a bit uncomfortable, but yeah. nothing, you know, nothing major at that point. And I, I you know, I just thought, oh, I've pulled a muscle or something in my, yeah, in my chest, You know, um, anyway, um, game finishes and we're walking, uh. We're walking across the pitch, and my son, my son's with me. My son's like, um, like sixteen at the time, and um, he's walking across the pitch with me. And all of a sudden, I just said, "Mate, I've got to sit down. I've got I not got the energy to go across the pitch." And so I've I've sort of sat down in the middle of the pitch, and then you know I kind of I didn't pass out, but I thought you know I'm going to be dizzy, and I told him to go and get the physio. So he ran and got the physio. Next minute, there's a couple. Luckily for me, there's a couple of nurses who had been watching the game, because it was um, a charity game, Um, they come running on the pitch um, and said, uh, one of them said to me, um, uh,
0: don't panic, but you're having a heart attack. And I thought, what a thing to say. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, Darren, did you, (laughs) You up until that point, sorry to interrupt, up until that point, did you know, or think, or believe you was having a heart attack, or did you just think, look, I don't feel great?
1: Yeah, I I, I had no idea. Um, I just, just didn't feel very well. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom why why I didn't have the energy to get across the pitch. Um, because it was literally like that. I literally felt like my well, my life drowning out of me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um and I and I just couldn't I couldn't walk, I couldn't get get up off the ground, you know, and um so uh, so they, they you know, they called for a paramedic, then the paramedic came on a motorbike, um, and he said, Look, you know, we've asked for an ambulance to come, you're gonna be you know took to Wrexham and Mylar hospital um but look what he said to me he said what's gonna happen is if you are gonna turn up with this drug you got a sign for it he said it's 99 effective but there is that one percent <laughs> you know and yeah, I was like, just, just let me sign like, okay yeah i, I said well, just give me it and i'll sign it <laughs> yeah yeah but um look, they turned up you know the par- paramedics in the ambulance turned up they give me this injection and it was a clot busting injection uh, works 99% of people and luckily for me you know as soon as they injected me with this clot busting um, injection I started to feel a lot better and you know with the naivety of of not being medically trained I was like oh I feel alright now can I go home and we were like no I mean how you old were you at rec- the time Dad? <laughs> say again sorry? how old were you at the time? Um,
0: forty. Second, something like that Four, only a couple of years older than me now bloody hell i yeah. mean it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter how fit you keep yourself these things can happen no um and absolutely obviously you wouldn't have expected it to to, to be on a football pitch and, no. and i take it now you've, you've made a full recovery you, you, you're fighting fit and everything yeah. everything's good yep yeah. yeah i mean you know it was just one of them th- it, it was
1: um basically um the one of my arteries had collapsed yeah um which were one of the ones that was going to my heart muscle um and um it could have happened to anybody they said you know i mean i was probably the other end of the spectrum where it would normally happen to people because you know being a footballer you know never smoked never smoked never drunk a lot yeah you know and all that always looked after myself you know and at the perhaps not at the right kind of foods all the time but you know we're all guilty um, of that (laughs) But, yeah, but but nothing, you know, nothing excessive. Yeah,
0: everything in moderation.
1: Um, so, yeah. So, really, the other end of the spectrum for what should be happening. And, um, you know, I, I sort of made a recovery. Uh, I got myself quite fit. Um, and, yeah, I, I haven't been, I haven't had any problems since. I had oh. a stent, a stent fitted, uh, one stent uh, at Liverpool um, Hospital. Yeah. So, they had to take me over to there. Uh, one stent fitted and all good.
0: Well, Absolutely fine. that's good news and I believe in the past it was, I think it was before I was involved you've actually played for the Wolves All-Stars haven't you Darren? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah um, I played a couple of games um, while I was still living up here because I, I, I lived with my wife in Rushall Um yes. So we, we had a house in Rushall so while I was still working and living in the Midlands I um, I played for the Vets team a few times Yeah um, and Mel Eves was running it Yeah, he um, still is Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Mel yeah. still there. Um, Can't get rid of him So
1: yeah, Colin, Colin Taylor was playing, and I think he still does. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Jody Craddock had just just come to his first game when I was when I was playing. Oh, okay. Um, um, and then obviously I think he's played a few more times since, hasn't he? So, listen, um,
0: he, 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 he certainly has. We're very know. lucky. I mean, are we ever going to see you in another Wolves All Star shirt again, Darren?
1: i uh, You know, if I if I live nearer, um, obviously I live in Cornwall now, but if I live nearer, um, you, you would absolutely oh, well, yeah. well, no, I was going to
0: you... Hey listen Darren you you're always welcome mate you are always welcome um that's what I was going to say what 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 ask sorry what have you what have you done sort of since football and what are you doing with yourself now
1: okay so um i was uh, when i was living in the midlands I, I did work in the academy um a little bit at wolves okay uh, so i did I did a few of my coaching badges yeah um I did my level two uh, coaching badge at Wolves, funny enough, um, through the PFA. Uh, and then my uh, UEFA B one I did at West Brom. Yeah. Um, Sorry to be there. Was some, you know, there were some amazing <laughs> players on that, to be honest with you. Existing and ex. Yeah. Like Jeff Orsfield, Darren Huckabee. They yeah, were all yeah, on the yeah. course now. And you've got to coach these players <laughs> certain things. And you just think, well, hang on, I think they know. <laughs> yeah, they should be coaching <laughs> me, yeah. so you're teaching them to suck eggs really which is you know it kind of does run through your head a little bit Um, yeah so I got myself a little part time job working in the academy um, in the foundation uh, uh, with Mark Campbell I don't know if Mark's still at the club now I don't think he is I think he left Um, but that was at the foundation phase in the academy Um, and obviously you know it was it was lovely because I used to uh, get treated a little bit differently to the other coaches there because I think because I played for him, um, the kit man kind of let me have the, the nicest kit and stuff like that and of course you know obviously I'll, I'll speak to them as a player because yeah. I've been a player you know I've, been, I've played and the coach was like how hey, do you get to speak to him like that I said well hang on that's who I've always spoken to him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know they're kind of um, walking around the eggshells a little bit and there's me a bit brash like and you know. But it, we but yeah, I, I mean I loved I love coaching the kids. Um and obviously some of them are coming through now, aren't they? You know, lot, the, the likes of Tyler Perry and people like that. You know, they are the future of the oh, club, aren't they? They so, are
0: and, and Wolves are still, you know, to be honest, since the nineties we've had a very, very good youth policy. Um and, you yeah. know, obviously in the 80s, we, we, like yourself, you're testament to the fact that we've give youth the chance. Um, and what do you do yeah. now, Darren? What's, what, what do you do now in sunny Cornwall?
1: Yeah, so um,
0: I was working as
1: an ops manager um, for a parcel company down here when I first moved down here.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then um, COVID it, and uh, I found myself at home for 15 months, as a lot of us did. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and to be honest, I hated it. I've always been want to get out and get to work, you know what I mean? Whether it be football or whether it be, you know, a normal job sort of thing. And um, I just didn't like it. So I I eventually got myself a a job working at Booker's, uh, you know, Booker's Cash and Carry. Yes, yes, yes. um, uh, Where there's um, a gentleman there who's a Wolves fan. Um, So obviously he didn't recognise me at first, but when we started talking about things, he was like, "Oh my! I can't believe you played for him." But <laughs> okay, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I think he's lived in Cornwall for twenty years himself. Like, but uh, he's still a Mad Wolves fan. And um, you know, funny enough, the other day we were talking about last night's game um, coming up, and um, he asked me what I thought. What I thought the score was going to be, and I said, "Yeah, I said we'll beat him, we'll beat Everton," and um, and we did. You know, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: well. Hell listen. Surprise. Darren, I mean, you, you must look back now. Um, you know, you had a great career in professional football. Um, it, it probably got ended too early. And, and you could look at it another way and think maybe it started too early. But, I mean, yeah. can well, we safely say that 21st of September 1985 at Home Park Plymouth was your one of the best days of your life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I had some nice moments in football, I must admit, you know, after that. Uh obviously the European trips at Wrexham were not, were special. Yeah. Um and winning the you know, you win the Welsh Cup, you get qualified for Europe as it was back then, which would be the like Europa League now. Um they were lovely. Obviously Cheltenham, you know, Wembley with the FA trophy final, yeah. that was fantastic. But, you know, to play for your home club, albeit at home park in yeah. front of what, a six thousand people it doesn't matter because it, it it's your club that you've grown up supporting yeah um you know I'm a, I'm a black country lad I always will be and we' also a black country club they are my club they always will be my club and I, I I still love them now you know I watched the game last night so as a fan yeah you know so yeah you know it was um it, it was it, it, I just love it I just love the club and I'm just so happy that they are where they deserve to be yeah which is a top like a top flight Premier League
0: club and and you know what it, it's been a long time in coming but we're reaping the rewards but Darren i want to thank you for representing our club you've wore the shirt you've lived the dream no you've you've played no with, with, with that that wolf crest on your chest um you've done yeah. what millions and i mean that literally of us uh, have always dreamt of so you, you know you've lived the dream to do that thank you for representing our great club Darren um on that one time and do you know what that's all it has to be. Uh, and thank you for your time on the Wolf Whistle today. And, and Darren, I'm glad you're in good health and you are welcome back on this podcast anytime.
1: you're very, You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Um, special, special moment, special club. And, uh, you know, like I'll never forget the memories. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's been an honour. It's been an honour to play for him, And it's, um, you know, I feel very privileged for you to ask me to come on here and, and speak to you.
0: Aye, thank you. Darren, you're welcome. Thanks, mate.